Hello and welcome to One Man Renegade Podcast. I'm your host, Theon Brick B. And it is time once again, that glorious time of year when I do my Movie Ranks Countdown. Yes, we, the Oscars are coming up this Sunday, so it's time to do the Movie Ranks Countdown. It's going to be a little bit different this year than it has been in the past, and we'll go into that uh, a little bit uh, in a moment. But uh, if you just stumbled upon this uh, podcast somehow, if you're new to it, you haven't listened to it before, or ever heard the movie ranks countdowns you're miss, missing something but if you stumble upon it if you want to subscribe please do so you can do so on apple podcast stitcher uh spotify amazon uh you can also just check out the link or sorry you can check out the uh the um blog razorvader.blogspot.com you can also listen there um follow me on instagram or twitter at raise at, at one man renegade uh you can also uh Check out the Facebook page, which is One Man Renegade Productions. Productions, because there's also a YouTube channel, One Man Renegade Productions, over on YouTube. Head on over there and uh, subscribe to that channel. Watch all the videos, uh, share all the videos, like all the videos, comment on all the videos, all that goodness. Also, if you want to check out, uh, I got a bunch of stuff up for sale on eBay. Uh, my seller name is Razor Vader uh, over on there, so go check it out. Make some offers, buy some stuff. Save me as a seller, all that goodness. Share that around as well. Also, when you subscribe to the podcast, give five stars, share it with everyone, uh, write a review, whatever you can do in whatever format, because it depends on which platform you use. Uh, but whatever you can do, just help the channel out or help the podcast out um, and all that goodness. All right. So, with that stuff out all the way, it is time for the 2022 Movie Ranks uh, Countdown. It is the eighth annual. Crazy, it's already been eight, done eight of these, or this will be the eighth. Um, and the way this works is I watch a ton of movies every year. Um, and I rank, I do my ranks from the worst movie I saw to the best movie I saw. Now, this is this is my personal ranking, so like, you know, don't be like, hey, you're wrong. I mean, let me know what you think. Like, let me know what you think. Like, you can send me... Uh, you're gonna write a review somewhere, say what you think, or hit me up on Twitter or Instagram or something like that. Write, what, tell me what you think was the best movie, or you know how I'm wrong about whatever movie. That's fine, but I'm not, you know, I'm I'm not even saying these are necessarily even the best movies of the year because I didn't watch all the movies. I didn't watch every single movie, so it's it, you know it'd be impossible to watch every single movie. Um, and what ca- the to qualify it had to come out in 2022. So it had to be I kind of go by the Oscars the way they do it. They'll anything eligible from January first through Janu- uh, December thirty first is eligible for the Oscars. I know last year that was different because of pandemic or maybe that's two years ago. Whatever, it's it's kind of fluctuated because of pandemic stuff and and and, and whatever. But uh, also it, it gets a little confusing. I understand um, because sometimes movies get released very limited at like the end of the year and then later on be, you know have a wider release but they technically count for you know the, the year that originally was le- released then gets confusing sometimes because like if it's in a festival it doesn't count it has to be like released in theaters and, but sometimes it's like two theaters in new york or la or something like that but that counts um, especially for some of the Netflix ones, I know, like, they sometimes, I, I don't I think they've, they've kind of gone back and forth in the rules of what's eligible for, like, Oscars and stuff, but, 
I mean, typically with Netflix movies that come out on Netflix, but sometimes they get like um, an early release in a theater for like a week, and then they come out on Netflix like weeks or months later, and it's like, well, technically it came out in a theater a month and a half ago, so it's eligible, even though it didn't come out on Netflix until whenever. Uh, it, it, there's very varying degrees of shenanigans and chicanery in terms of how they how things qualify for uh, awards uh, and stuff. But I go by those rules just to make it easier. And these are movies I, that came out in those years. Not when I watched them, because a lot of them I did watch in the last couple months uh, leading up to this list. Uh, but my cutoff date was... Uh, what was it? Uh, February 20th was my cutout da- cutoff date. So any of these numbers on my list uh, were as of those data. I haven't updated them since then. I actually... Truth be told, I was going to record these a lot earlier than I'd planned on it. Unfortunately, I had vacation and scheduling problems, and I just couldn't get around to recording it. So, that leads to me. That leads to why this is going to be different than it has in the past. Is typically in the past I have done ten movies a day leading up to the Oscars, but because of time constraints, I'm going to change it up. Uh, so it's a less but more. Uh, uh, approach there's gonna be less episodes only four but there's gonna be more movies per episode 20 so i'm gonna do 20 each day meeting up to my number one pick uh so i'll do today i'm gonna do an end and i watched 80 movies this this year from 2022 80 movies so today will be 80 through 61 tomorrow will be 60 through uh 41 then 40 through 21, and finally the top 20, and I'll also give my Oscar predictions um, for the big six categories. I'm not going to do all the categories, like visual effects, I don't, I don't know, whatever. Uh, I'm going to do the, just the top six, so director, uh, the, the four acting categories, and then uh, obviously best picture as well. But we'll get to those in a few days, so let's but start let's start things off with number 20, number 80, sorry. The first 20 of the list, number starting with number 80. The worst movie that I saw, in my opinion, again, this is just my opinion, uh, for that came out in 2022. Might not be the worst movie that came out in 2022. It was just the worst one I saw. Uh, this movie came out August 26th. It was a Netflix movie, so it has no box office numbers. Uh, it's got 6% on Rotten Tomatoes, 70... No, sorry... 25 uh metacritic 5.1 on imdb and it is me time um yeah kevin hart released a lot of stuff this year i feel like he's released a lot of stuff in the last number of years plus he's in a lot of DraftKings ads so it was, and he has like comedy specials and stuff so kevin hart's kind of been all over the place in the last number of years uh this year being no exception and he's in this movie uh with mark Wahlberg. Um, me time, yeah, uh, it, it was not good, it's pretty awful, actually, uh, I guess, yeah, the basic premise is he takes some time off to, like, be, you know, his family goes away for the weekend or something, and then he's just gonna have me time, and, of course, Mark Wahlberg, his buddy from the past, ruins all of it by inviting him to this thing, and doesn't want to go but then he goes and all sorts of shenanigans and craziness happens and it's all pretty uh bad and not funny and pretty terrible and so that is why me time is 
Uh, that's probably why, part, partially why it was a Netflix movie and not in the theaters, but also uh, it's not a good movie. And it, it comes in at number eight, 80, sorry, number 80 um, on my list. So moving on to number 79, uh, this movie came out on March 4th. Uh, it was Vertical Studio. It wasn't in theaters. I can't even remember what streaming service it was on or I watched it on. Um, it might have been Tubi, to be quite honest with you, if I remember correctly. Uh, well, I can't remember because I know... Well, we'll get into who's in the movie, but I know there was one of his movies was on Tubi. can't remember if it was this one or another one that's on later on down the list. Um, but uh, this one... Doesn't have Rotten Tomatoes. It doesn't have Metacritic. It wasn't even good enough to be be, uh, be mentioned or be 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 reviewed for those. Uh, but it does have three point five on uh, on IMDb, which is probably the worst. Actually, technically, the worst IMDb score on the list. Um, you know, Me Time was actually better, but for what Me Time was, it was just more disappointing than this movie. Because I wasn't expecting much going into this movie. It is a day to die. Uh, it stars Kevin Dillon. Um, Entourage fame. And Bruce Willis. In what will end up being one of his last roles. And it's... It's it's tough to watch Bruce Willis in some of these movies that he did towards the end of... You know, obviously now he's um, you know dealing some... Um, health issues and is retired now, but some of these last movies he did, the ones that came out this year, uh, for sure, uh, were tough to watch him in, unfortunately. Uh, this of the two I did see with, or I think it was, eh, I want to say I only saw two of, with him in it, uh, but we'll get to the other one later on. Actually, the other one wasn't as bad, but, um, as far as the movie goes, but this one's not very good. Uh, Kevin Dillon is kind of the main. Uh, Bruce Willis plays like the bad guy. Oh, so before I go any further, I guess I should have said this at the top here. I'm going to do my spoiler alert warning. Uh, I'm going to do my best not to completely ruin these movies. But there are chances I'm going to mention some stuff, uh, plot stuff that will somewhat be spoilerly, spoiler, spoiler, spoilery, spoilery. Why can't I say that word? Spoilery. Um, but again, I will try not to completely ruin the movie. But for some of these ones down at the bottom of the list, I don't think it really matters. <laughs> but anyways, uh, the point is, uh, Kevin Dillon gets involved with some people, with some drug people, and has to do some heists and whatever. And there's Bruce Willis plays like a tripped cop. And he's going to, you know, he's trying to stop him. And it's bad it's just a bad run-of-the-mill generic action movie starring kevin dillon and bruce willis stumbling you know bruce willis not shouldn't be acting anymore acting um you know and i say that with all due respect to bruce willis and um and what he's going through but you really shouldn't have been doing these movies i'm just gonna say that i mean whatever reason he did i don't know uh, but you know, regardless, uh, yeah, a day to die is number 79. All right, moving on to number 78. This movie came out on my birthday, actually. Um, it was on Comedy Central. <laughs> so that was part of the problem with this movie. And I'll, I'll just start off right there. It was on Comedy Central, but it was a movie that wasn't 
recorded for Comedy Central, let's call it that. At least not on in primetime when it was originally aired and when I watched it, I guess. Because there was a lot of swearing in it, but it was all bleeped out for a movie that's not... For a run, first run of a movie, not typically... I mean, if you're watching a movie that was in theaters and stuff and it's on TV and they bleep stuff out, that's fine. But for a movie that's released on the TV channel... To have a bunch of a dialogue cut out because, yeah. But anyways, um, no box office. Obviously, no Rotten Tomato, no Metacritic. Five point one on the IMDb. Um, no Cinema Score. Obviously, either didn't see it in theaters. Uh, Cursed Friends. Uh, some generic run of the mill horror comedy movie. Um, I couldn't even. I don't even remember exactly what the plot was, but basically. Friends got cursed. Uh, I think they all got like wishes or something, and then they all kind of turned bad, and stuff was going wrong. And I don't know. It was not a good movie. <laughs> Let's just leave it that. I mean, it was why it's a made-for-comedy central movie. That then, I don't know. It feels like it should have been on Paramount Plus, probably, and maybe it ended up being. But like, it, I couldn't. Like, because I originally recorded it. I didn't watch it when it was on, but I recorded it. Being like, yeah, that could be interesting. And then when I go watch it, I'm like, yeah, wait. there's It's edited? And I'm like, oh, this must be on, like, somewhere else. And I couldn't find anywhere else. Um, so I'm like, all right, I guess I'll watch the edited version. Seemed, seemed odd, but whatever. All right, moving on. Uh, number 77. This movie came out on May 13th from Vertical Films again. So I believe it was a 2B. I think Vertical released a lot of their stuff on Tubi, if I remember correctly. But this one actually did get a theater release um, somewhere. Not in the United States, but it had a worldwide gross of $1.8 million. Um, Rotten Tomato, 33%. Uh, didn't have a Metacritic, 4.5 on IMDb. Uh, I didn't see it in theaters because I, I don't really know where it was in theaters. Uh, and no cinema score. And it is Shark Bait. Um, not the worst shark movie I've ever seen in the world, but also not the best by far. Um, but basically these people are somewhere, I want to say Mexico or some, something like that. Somewhere, somewhere tropical. Anyways, for spring break or, or something along those lines, some sort of vacation. I think it was spring break. Um, Seemed college, college-ish kids, if I remember correctly. Uh, they decide to borrow or steal jet skis for whatever reason, uh, and then they kind of crash them, and then they're kind of stranded, and then a shark comes, and well, you can kind of uh, figure out the rest from there. Uh, kind of generic shark. Horror-ish movie, um, but eh, I mean, yeah, it's not great. All right, moving on. Uh, number seventy-six. Uh, this movie came out on March fourth, so another March fourth movie. March fourth was not a popular day for good movies, apparently. Uh, uh, Open Road Studio. I don't remember what platform I saw it on, but it didn't get a theater release, as far as I can tell. Uh, 11% on Rotten Tomato, 27 uh, Metacritic, 
4.8 on the IMDb. No cinema score. Obviously, didn't see it in theaters. And it is Blacklight. Um, so, <sighs> Liam Neeson. Let's let's talk about Liam Neeson for a second. He's, you know, he, he's still, you know, with it. It's not he's he's not Bruce Willis status in terms of like really should not be doing these movies. I mean, he sh- really shouldn't be doing the movies because they're bad movies. Not like oh, he shouldn't be acting anymore. But at the same time, <laughs> I feel like ever since Taken, he's really put himself just in this like slot. He's been typecast pretty much since Taken, and the movies just get worse and worse and worse. And here's another one like he plays like an ex. CIA guy or something that then I can't even remember exactly what the plot is, but like basically someone so, someone in the government or something gets killed and then he's got to like choose to save to visit his daughter or like and then or save this person or I don't know I can't even remember it was just a very generic um, run of the mill action film with Liam Neeson doing his basically like a you know basically he's just doing taken you know it's like we've seen it a million times before um but yeah it involves like fbi people and whatever and just general boring typical nonsense action film but it's got liam neeson so right not really anymore uh, which is unfortunate because, you know, obviously Taken was a great movie. And even Taken 2 and 3 weren't terrible. And some of the other movies he did kind of around that same time were okay. And they've just gotten worse and worse and worse. Um, but right, moving on. Uh, number 75, this was a Sony movie. Came out March 18th. It was in theaters. It made nine, uh, $915,000 opening weekend. Uh, $2.1 million domestic gross. Just a tad more worldwide, 2.2 million. 32% Rotten Tomato, 51 Metacritic, 4.7 IMDb. Didn't have a cinema score because I think it kind of was a limited release. I didn't see it in theaters. And it is Uma. Uh, or Uma, however you pronounce it. Uh, horror film starring the uh, Sandra O. Oh, right? That's who's in it, right? Now I'm blanking if that's... Uh, yeah, Sandra O. Uh, basically, she, 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 her and her daughter live like kind of on the outskirts and kind of off the grid and all that stuff, trying to avoid everyone for some reason, um, because they, um, because she has an allergic reaction to electronics or something like that. And then it all turns out it's about this, like, spirit that's, like, following them. And, I don't know, it's just a very generic, boring kind of horror movie involving spirits and whatever. I don't know. It not wasn't good. Um, but there you go. I mean, it wasn't the worst movie, obviously. It's number 70, uh, what did I say, 75 on my list? Um but obviously not the best. Uh, speaking along those same lines is number 74. Uh, it was an IFC film. came out um, February 18th of last year. Uh, briefly in theaters, I guess. Uh, 
made $2,641 opening weekend, $38,000 domestic, $43,000 worldwide. It actually has a decent Rotten Tomato, 56%, but I feel like sometimes those numbers are very skewed because on some of these like lesser known movies that don't get like big releases or, you know, or anything like that, um, or kind of go under the radar, not a lot of people review them. So like if two people review them and one person liked it and one person didn't like it, that gives it a 50% on Rotten Tomato, you know? So it's like, well, wait a minute, that's 50%. Whereas like other movies get like 20 or 30%, but they got a lot of reviews. So it's like, yeah, I don't know how to judge that. Um, Anyway, same could be said for Metacritic, too, because this actually has 59% on Metacritic. IMDb gives you a little better of an idea, but that's more people in general. That's not, like, critics or anything. So it's got a 4.8 on IMDb. Um, Cinema score. Uh, there's no Cinema score because it was a very uh, limited release, and I didn't see it in theaters. And it is a banquet. Uh, so another very kind of similar along the lines horror movie um, where... I'm trying to remember the plot, but basically, like, there's this family, and, like, the dad gets sick and dies, and then the daughter is, um, trying to go to school, but then she, like, has visions, and then she won't eat, and, I don't know, all sorts of nonsense happens, and, but then there's, like, well, wait, she's, maybe she's taken over by, like, a spirit or something like it's very again a very generic kind of boring horror movie <laughs> to be quite honest uh in my in you know you know in my mind um but yeah it's with like lots of visions and spookiness and whatever but it's like it's not i don't know i guess the problem with this movie is same with the uma movie they just not it's not scary it's just kind of like oh this is it's kind of creepy but it's not scary i don't know but anyways that is my number 74 uh moving on to number 73 uh this is a netflix movie came out on september 9th obviously netflix so no box off numbers 31 percent rotten tomato 44 metacritic 4.8 on the imdb no cinema score obviously didn't see in theaters and it is end of the road um so, I'm trying to remember the plot of this. It's Queen Latifah and Ludacris are like brother and sister, I think. And and Queen Latifah is taking her, moving her kids. They're moving somewhere, I believe. They're on like a road trip and they're moving towns or whatever. And along the way, they run into some shenanigans and see like a murder outside like a hotel, I believe, or a motel or whatever. And then people are chasing after them because they, you know, you know, trying to eliminate them from what they saw. And there's, you know, a bunch of stuff happens and they get followed and and whatever and have to fight off the bad guys or whatever. You know, it, it's, 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 I don't know, it's Queen Latifah and Ludacris. And I don't know. It's, eh. I mean, it's a Netflix movie, so it's kind of one of those things where it's like, yeah, if you got nothing else to watch and you're looking for something on Netflix... There's worse on Netflix. Um, there's better on Netflix. We'll get to some of that stuff. I did watch a lot. There was a lot of Netflix movies this year, I'll be honest. but uh, And we'll get to some of them as we keep going on. But there we go. 
number 73, End of the Road. Um, so, yeah. Uh, all right, moving on to another Netflix movie. Uh, number 72. Uh, this movie came out on January 28th last year. Obviously, no box office numbers. It was a Netflix movie. 21% Rotten Tomato, 23 Metacritic, uh, 6 on the IMDb. So, actually, got a, has a decent IMDb score, but um, I'm guessing there's some biased <laughs> biased uh, uh, voting on that. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it. Uh, no cinema score, obviously, didn't see it. There's this is the home, home team. Um, so this is a, I guess, I mean, it's based off a true story. I don't know. It seemed a bit, I don't know how close to a true story it is, but I mean, it is a true story and sort of, I guess, I don't know. Um, home team revolves around, it's Kevin James playing Sean Payton from the Saints, but in the year he was suspended um from the saints for the bounty gate and he goes back to his hometown uh and coaches his kids football team well sort of coaches his kids football team he helps out because he's his kids playing but the coach doesn't know what he's doing and then he comes to helps him out it's it's they play it off a lot like mighty ducks or little giants or bad news bears type of of thing, but Sean Payton's like, you know, the, oh, he's Sean Payton. And then Sean Payton's in the movie randomly at the end. It's, I don't know. It was a bit, seemed a bit one-sided story-wise. I don't know. It just seemed a bit, I don't know. Cringy. A little cringy, to be quite honest with you, given, you know, the whole fact that he was suspended Ford was kind of just glossed over. And he, here he is going to coach his Kate, you know, kids. And Kevin James, and I don't know. It's all a bunch of, uh, I don't know. But there you go. Uh, Netflix movie there. All right, moving on to number 71. Sony movie came out <laughs> April 1st of last year. And uh, yeah, yeah, okay. And you'd think it'd be an April Fool, but it was not. It made thirty-nine million dollars opening weekend, seventy-three point uh, eight uh, domestic, one hundred sixty-seven point four worldwide, sixteen percent on Rotten Tomato, thirty-five uh, Metacritic, five point two on the IMDb. I actually did see this one in theaters. It got a C plus for the Cinema Score, and it's Morbius time. What was Morbin Morbin time? What, what, what? Oh, now I forget the thing. It's Morbin time? Was that what people were saying? So, it's Morbius. Yes, uh, Jared Leto's... Again, failed attempt to play a superhero hero, or an anti-hero kind of thing. I don't know. So he played Joker in the original Suicide Squad. Um, but here he is playing Morbius in this jumbled mess of a movie. Um... I don't remember originally when this was supposed to come out, but it was supposed to come out a long time ago. And then there's plot points in the movie that they then have to like tr- backtrack on and change around because obviously this was supposed to come out before Spider-Man No Way Home. And there's stuff in it. It's like, oh, wait, this wouldn't make any sense. And even then it's sort of like, well, what was the... what? How was it going to work if they didn't do what they then did? I don't want to spoil anything, but... 
I mean, it was spoiled in the trailer that uh, uh, Vulture's in it. And it's like, well, wait a minute. How is Vulture in it? I mean, they piece it together based off of what happened in Spider-Man No Way Home. But then in Spider-Man No Way Home, it's kind of reversed. So it's like, wait, how? there's a lot of plot issues for sure. Um, but, uh, regardless of all that, uh, it's not, it was not a good movie, but I just remember that, you know, it came out, it didn't do so great, uh, at first, but then they like re-released it in theaters for some time, some reason. And like, there was this ongoing, like kind of viral thing about it being Morbin time. It's Morbin for some reason, instead of morphing time, like, like the, I don't know why this even caught on or what the hell it was even about. But but as we were seeing it online, I'm like, what? There's nothing... That doesn't even make sense. It's like a Power Rangers thing. It's Morbin time? What? what? That has nothing to do with the movie. I don't know. It was some stupid online thing. But then they used it like as the as like as part of the marketing to get people to go see it in theaters when they re-released it in theaters for whatever dumb reason. And I think they kind of did it a little bit too when it was finally released on like... Um, home video or whatever but it was just like what are you doing but no morbius not a good movie i know they had plans to continue the storyline i think they were going to do sinister six or something like that i don't really know what the plans are anymore um because i know they're still doing craven i think but i don't know where if that's gonna link in somehow with this but it's like everyone nobody liked it but then again i don't know what they're doing with like the next with spider-man going forward either but it's like Spider-Man's still in the MCU, but this isn't the MCU. But then they did Venom and the Venom thing with the MCU. I don't know what any any of this stuff's going on. Honestly, as much as everyone praises the MCU, and it was great up until, you know, I, you know, I mean, you, there was good stuff and bad stuff. But at least the storyline was somewhat coherent up um, through... I mean, I know Spider-Man was good, but it was kind of its own thing. But up until, uh, obviously, uh, Endgame, I suppose, you know, that whole storyline worked. But now, ever since then, it's kind of been like, well, what are they doing now? Uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about that going forward because there are some more Mar- Marvel movies. But obviously, you had this whole side thing with, um, you know, you know, Sony... Oh, still having all the rights to the Spider-Man stuff, and they've obviously integrated Spider-Man, a li- you know, into the MCU. But then there's all the other Spider-Man stuff that's not linked. But then they kind of linked it, and then the, and then DC. I don't even want to get started about DC <laughs> and all the. I don't even know what's going on with any of that stuff anymore either. Um. Um. So I don't know, but. Yeah, it, it's kind of a mess. You know, superhero movies were, you know, had their moments, but they're it's almost like, let's take a step back and revisit all this stuff because it's um, it's kind of all over the place. And as much as they want to connect stuff, a lot of times it doesn't work. And then they do their own, like, solo stuff. And it's like, well, wait, it, it, it's sort of connected, but is it connected? I don't know. All right, moving on to number 70. Uh, this was a Sony... Netflix movie. So it was originally 
Sony, and but then they decided not to release it in theaters and then sold it off to Netflix. So Sony, but then Netflix was the end of one, ended up being the ones distributing it. This one came out June 24th, so obviously Netflix, so no uh, box office numbers. 23% Rotten Tomato, 34 Metacritic, 58 on the IMDb. Um, no cinema score I didn't see in theaters, obviously. And this is more Kevin Hart, a man, the man from Toronto. Oh, boy. All right, so if I remember the plot correctly, which potentially I don't. <laughs> so there's this man from Toronto who is um, Woody Harrelson. But somehow Kevin Hart gets mixed up and confused for this man from Toronto because he's going to, like, an Airbnb-type place or whatever and goes to the wrong house. Um, so he shows up at this place and it's not the right place and something goes down and all of a sudden he gets all mixed up in it. But then they're like, well, now you got to be this man from Toronto because you said you were the man from Toronto, even though you didn't know what you're talking about. Cause he stumbles into like this whole scenario and then it all kind of breaks down and nonsense happens and there's people involved and Woody Harrelson and Kevin Hart do stuff. But it's very generic and kind of whatever. <laughs> part of part of the reason why Sony was like, you know what, we we don't really need to put this in theaters, I suppose, and sold it off to Netflix. So there you go. I mean, more Kevin Hart. So uh, I don't know. Um, all right, next up, um, <clears throat> uh, this movie came out on May thirteenth. Uh, Universal film. It made 3.8, so this was a movie that it made $3.8 million opening weekend, 9.5 domestically, 14.8 worldwide. It's got a 10% on Rotten Tomato, uh, 32 Metacritic, 4.6 IMDb, got a C- cinema score. I didn't see it in theaters because it also came out same day on Peacock, so I wasn't, I didn't bother to go see it in theaters. And it is Firestarter. Um, of course, the remake to the Stephen King film, well, the Stephen King book that was made into a movie, I mean, I guess it's just a, see, I guess, how would you describe, because it's not really a remake, because it was a book before it was made, so it's kind of a, um, just a redo, I don't know, a reimagining, because it's, See, I don't know how would you how would you describe that because it is a remake, but it's not a remake because it's based off a book, so it's like I don't know. However you just however you clarify that, I guess I mean it is a remake, but it's it's also just another adaptation. It's another adaptation of the book. It's not like oh here was this movie, let's make the movie again. It's like oh here was a book that was once made into a movie, let's make it into let's do another movie about it or whatever. But um, it's, uh, I mean, it was okay. It was okay. Uh, I wouldn't say it was that much worse than the original, but I don't think the original was all that great either, to be quite honest with you. I don't think it's the strongest Stephen King, um, material, but yet it's been made into a movie twice, so I don't know. I just feel like everything kind of got 
every sort of Stephen King thing got rebooted again, or you know, re, you know, looked at again to be remade or whatever after it did so well. Um, so you know, obviously we start with um, uh, well, a few different things, but you know, Pet Cemetery a few years ago, Firestarter. I think they're doing another Cujo or Christine. I don't think they're gonna do another carry, but they had already done that, so I don't know if they need to do it again. But I don't know. There was just a lot of Stephen King stuff going on. Uh, there's still, I feel like there still is a bunch still in ready to go, you know, on the horizon as well. But regardless, Firestarter, eh? I mean, it was okay. Uh, all right. Speaking of okay remakes of horror films, um. Number 68, another Netflix film, came out on February 18th. Obviously, Netflix, so no box office. 31% Rotten Tomato, 34 Metacritic, 4.7 IMDb, uh, no cinema score I didn't see in theaters. And it is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I mean, you know... <sighs> when the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out, you know, it was it was a different. You know, it was the it was this new type of kind of horror film. Um, you know, it was a slasher, but it was also like the family kind of you know you know scary family type thing, which you know at that time hadn't really been done. I mean, because you kind of it it kind of is kind of in between. You know, because it's it's got the leather. You got your leather face. So it's you, you, you kind of in the same realm of like Halloween or Nightmare on Elm Street or uh, Friday the 13th where you have your like main killer guy. But the thing about Texas Chainsaw Massacre was it was also this whole creepy family. That was a whole part of it too. So whereas that wasn't necessarily part of those other movies, it kind of stood out in its own sort of thing. But then as the years went down, it was kind of more you know, kind of more along the lines of, you know, with Leatherface, because, you know, obviously it's called Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and he's the one that has the chainsaw, so. Um, but, you know, there's been so many different re redo redos or reimaginings or versions of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's just, like, it's hard to do something new with it, and, you know, we'll talk a, b a little bit more going forward on a different movie, that came out this year as well but you know i'm trying to like I, I know i watched it and like but i i can't even think of like what was different or what what the like i feel like they did a different version of it but it's like it was kind of still just generic and whatever whereas you know the original texas chainsaw massacre was such it's like it's such it was such an original and different i story and idea when it first came out it, it's been done to death um and not just with this movies but other like kind of like similar movies um but i mean you know that's that's the thing it's like i don't know it just it, to me it was just like you you're why 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 do we need it seems like i mean it just seems like they could go a different direction with it maybe if you're gonna do it and they just kind of didn't it was just like hey, is it just another, another generic texas chainsaw massacre movie 
It's like, well, didn't we just have one like with Leatherface a couple years ago? And it's like, I don't know. For me, it it just it didn't it didn't hit the mark as much. I mean, I think they sort of tried to like um, kind of do more of a background of it, I guess, which. In a way, it reminded me a little bit more of, like, the Rob Zombie Halloween, as opposed to, like, the original Halloween, where it's like, oh, okay, here's this, you know, monster guy, but what made him this way? Like, what drove him to this? As opposed to, like, oh, he just randomly killed his sister. It's like, oh, yeah, but why? And it's like, sometimes you don't need that. It's kind of like, so, I mean, this kind of Leatherface movie, or, sorry, Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie kind of dives more into that I, I feel like it did but regardless whatever um uh moving on to number 67 uh another netflix movie came out on april 15th uh 30 percent rotten tomato 43 imdb sorry 43 metacritic 4.8 imdb no cinema score didn't see in theaters obviously Choose or die. Um, so here's one where it had an interesting idea. But ultimately, I think it just kind of fell flat. Um, so basically, the plot is um, that this... this um, Student guy, he comes across this like video game or yeah, computer game that like there was a big prize and it never got claimed. So he starts like playing the game, and all of a sudden, like it's like making him choose to do these things. And you know, obviously, then there's consequences, and then you know, you kind of find more and more about where this game came from or like how it all. It works and whatever, and I don't know. It um, was okay. You know, it had a decent like the the kind of the the idea behind it seemed cool, but I think ultimately just it wasn't. It just wasn't that great. I don't know. But choose or die. That is my number uh, seventy. No, sixty-seven. All right, moving on. Um, Number 66, uh, this movie came out August 5th. Uh, it was released on Peacock um, through Blumhouse. Um, obviously, so no box office numbers. 34% Rotten Tomato, 46 Metacritic, 3.8 on the IMDb. Obviously, no cinema score, didn't see in theaters. And as they slash them. Um, so... <sighs> How do I explain this movie without sounding, without, uh, hmm. how do I properly explain this movie? So basically, there's a camp. Uh, so it kind of, it was kind of a little bit Friday the 13th-ish in the fact that all these kids are, like, going to a camp. Um, and obviously this stuff starts happening, and people, you know, whatever. But it's all, like... It's very religious. Kevin Bacon kind of plays this like religious guy trying to basically turn 
turn people straight, basically. The and they them, you know, that whole kind of like where people, you know, are I don't know, I don't want to, you know, but basically it's kind of like, yeah. So then, you know, there's a killer. Some someone's a killer, and people start dying, and you know, it all kind of plays out that way. So yeah, it's kind of like a just kind of a twist on like sort of a kind of who who's killing people's type of mystery slasher film um, at a camp. So I mean, stuff that had been done before, sort of, kind of. I mean, uh, sleepaway camp. Kind of, sort of, I don't know, I don't know. I mean, that kind of, kind of, I don't know, I mean, I don't know specifically, you know, you know, put it towards that, but, you know, it's, yeah, it's sort of, they, them, that, that's my 66, I don't want to get too, 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 I don't, yeah, so, yeah, basically, I don't know, it was okay, but. It was kind of a generic horror film. I mean, they tried to do a little bit something different with it, but it's just, I don't know, I just don't think it worked. Meh. All right, moving on to number 65. Uh, this movie came out on um, September 27th. It was a universal film, but it was on Netflix, which I thought was, re- at least on Netflix, which I thought was weird, because like, if it was a universal film, I always get confused by this stuff, where it's like, why isn't it? Why wasn't it then on Peacock? Why was it on Netflix? Um, but anyways, it's fifty-one percent Rotten Tomato, uh, fifty-seven Metacritic, six point three IMDb. Nope, that's wrong. Four point five IMDb. So wait, I think I just read the line, wrong line. Fifty-one percent Rotten Tomato, fifty-seven Metacritic, four point five IMDb. Uh, no cinema score. Didn't see in theaters, obviously. And it was The Munsters, uh, the Rob Zombie uh, adaptation of the of the uh, television show, The Munsters. Um, so, you know, the thing about this movie was it was kind of... It was kind of an origin story of the monsters as opposed to like kind of like the television show which was more you know obviously set you know you know kind of um you know already had the characters in place and everything and then there's the tv show uh well maybe maybe it didn't start off that way but regardless if you've ever seen the monsters it's kind of like all right you have this this and this but this is more kind of the origins of how you know you know, they came to be. Um, and my problem with the movie is it's a little... I don't know what exactly it's trying to... I mean, it's it's a comedy, but I feel like it's a little bit too... I don't know, too goofy, maybe? I don't know. I mean, because also it's like sort of horror-ish because it's the monsters and they're monsters, but they're in regular... I don't know. It, it was okay, but it just didn't quite work for me. I don't know. I mean, I did enjoy the Munsters back in the day, like the original television show, for sure. Uh, Harmon Munster and, and everything like that. But uh, I just feel like this version of it didn't quite click. And maybe that's because it was like, all right, you know, it's, you know, doing the origin part of it as opposed to like, oh, well, 
here's the parts that you know. It's like, oh, well, here's how it came to be. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, but that, that's my 65. Uh, moving on. We got uh, 64. It was an IFC movie. Again, uh, or came out uh, February 11th. Again, briefly in theaters, I guess. Made seven, a little under 8,000 opening weekend, 34. Um, d- uh, domestic, 35 worldwide, 1,000, not a million. Uh, 92% on Rotten Tomato, which again, I feels like is skewed. <laughs> uh, 71 Metacritic, 6.3 IMDb, so people seem to like it, but mm, I mean, number 64 on my list, I didn't see it in theaters. Uh, no cinema score. And it is Catch the Fair One. So, the plot of this movie is that there's this girl who is an ex-boxer whose sister gets abducted. Um, she was working, you know, nefarious, doing nefarious things for work, uh, seemingly. So, she decides, oh, she's going to find out what happened you know, try to find her sister, get revenge, all that sort of thing, and goes down the same routes, you know, the same, like, path that she did, uh, and, you know, then tries to, you know, get back at these people that, you know, did the stuff to her sister, uh, I mean, it's okay, it's like a revenge type of thing, movie, um, and it's okay, but ultimately, I just, I, just didn't really enjoy it that much. So there you go. Um, all right, next up, uh, Paramount movie came out on Paramount Plus on August 12th. So obviously no, uh, no box office numbers. 46% Rotten Tomato, 47 Metacritic, 5.1 IMDb. I didn't see in theaters. Doesn't have a cinema score. It is Secret Headquarters. Um... So yeah, so this one is a superhero movie-ish. Um, Owen Wilson plays this superhero, and he obviously keeps it secret from like his family. But then his son finds out, and all of a sudden realizes, oh wait, my dad's a superhero. And of course kind of starts uh, exploring around all his secret stuff, and gets in trouble and then the bad guys come to get him and you know kind of all kids get mixed up in it and the dad obviously the superhero dad owen wilson has to come save them it's kind of a generic action hero sort of movie kid family more movie kind of it was okay but yeah ultimately didn't really work for me um but there you go that is Secret Headquarters at number 63. Moving on to number 62. Um, this movie was Universal. Came out on June 10th. Made $145 million opening weekend. 376 domestically and a little bit over $1 billion worldwide. 27, 20, sorry, 29% on Rotten Tomato. 38 Metacritic. 5.6 IMDb. Got an A minus cinema score. I did not see in theaters. And it was Jurassic World Dominion. Um Yeah, so very similar, I will say, to the original Jurassic Park trilogy, 
the Jurassic World trilogy went the same route, where first movie was really good. People really liked it. Second movie was okay. It's not bad. You know, people somewhat liked it, but not as much as the first one. And then the third one came out and was like, oh, we're still doing this? More dinosaurs? Yeah, okay, all right. Eh, no, no thanks. Well, I guess I'll go see it, maybe check it out, but eh. So, I mean, obviously it did decent numbers uh, box office-wise because people kind of wanted to see it all come to an end. Plus, they all, you know, they um, connected it, you know, with the original Jurassic Park trilogy and the Jurassic World trilogy. So, it all kind of came together in the final Jurassic Park until they decide they want to do another one. Uh, But just in terms of now, for now, I guess, the last Jurassic Park world slash world movie and it just was not good. And it was like, this is nothing we haven't seen. It's just a bunch of dinosaurs again. Chris Pratt is now in with the, you know, Sam Neill is Laura Dern. It's like, what are we doing? What what is this? what Jeff Goldblum? Like, it's like I don't think we needed all this. Uh, you know, it was kind of cool. He brought Jurassic, you know, the Jurassic Park or World, you know, back. And it did, obviously the first one did amazing. And it was actually a pretty good movie. But then it just kind of like, eh, the second one, yeah. And then you gotta link it all together with everything. And it's just like, it was a jumbled mess, basically. Um, so there you go. Alright, and that will bring me to the last movie for today's video. Or video. Today's podcast. Uh, and we're at number 61. This movie was another Netflix movie. Came out June 3rd. 44% Rotten Tomato, 51 IMD, uh, Metacritic, sorry, 4.6 IMDb, obviously no cinema score, didn't see in theaters, no box office numbers, and it is Interceptor. Um, so, this movie um, stars, and now I'm blanking on her name, but she is Chris Hemsworth's wife? Girlfriend? girlfriend wife i'm not sure if they're are they married they're together whatever significant other let's call her that i don't know if they're technically married they might be i'm not really 100 sure but either way um she stars as this i forget if she's like cia or fbi or military some sort of military person that um gets assigned to this interceptor base which basically they there's two interceptor bases, and they both intercept any sort of like, um, you know, foreign, you know, terrorist attacks or whatever um, from coming. And then something happens at one of them, and then there's chaos. And but she is kind of people don't like her because she uh, spoke out against one of the other officers. And but then all there's all these people, terrorists involved, and then there's people working with other people and spies and whatever nonsense and um yeah it's kind of a another generic sort of action movie and it's okay it's not bad chris hemsworth actually is in it briefly sort of um but uh it's okay it's not a great it's a netflix movie kind of you know kind of it's kind of what netflix movie it's like it's it's uh it's you know it's one of those movies that like if it was in the theaters, you probably wouldn't go see it, but it's on Netflix, so you might check it out type of situation. 
Um, you know, obviously Netflix does do their big time movies that if they were in theaters, you might go see it or you probably would go see it in some cases, but you know, there's a lot of Netflix movies that that's why they're on Netflix because they wouldn't have done anything in the theaters. But, um, yeah, so there we go. That's number 61 interceptor and that's going to wrap it up for day one of the 2022 movie ranks countdown. Come back next week. Uh, next week. No, not next week. Come back tomorrow. Tomorrow. Come back tomorrow where I will be ranking number 60 through 41. Again, it's shortening it up, but making it longer, if that makes sense. Less episodes, but more movies in each episode as we lead up to Sunday and the Oscars. Um, and also count down to my number one ranked movie. Um... So there you go. So thank you everyone for listening again. If you haven't subscribed yet, do it on Netflix. Uh, do it on Netflix. Yeah, subscribe to me on Netflix. No, I've been talking a lot about Netflix. No, subscribe to me on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to the podcast, One Man Renegade Podcast, on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon, or uh, Spotify. And come back tomorrow for more, more movies. And um, yeah, so thank you everyone for listening. Stay safe. Have fun. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye.